right? So don't don't box yourself in that, that you know I can't get to certain types of people, certain type of partners. Or, you know, take a shot. You never you never know. And I just think it's a I think it's constantly shooting, and then you know come back. Gotta you know change up your shot a bit. Don't stop shooting, right? Keep taking keep taking your you know your shots. You don't have anything to to lose. It's funny. I listen to Bren. She was you know she's. You know, she'll be talking to different organizations or whatever. Like, you gotta hurry and get to the ask. It's a 30 minute hour. Where you grow into your power. Welcome to the 30 minute hour. It's the personal development podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twig, your procrastination prevention partner. And today I'm bringing you a special episode of Coffee and Conversation. This episode is brought to you by the What Now Movement, and we're posing you a question. Are your goals small and boring? Have you ever been guilty of setting small goals because you had a fear of failure? Well, the true definition of failure is succeeding with the wrong goal. So listen in as we unpack this. And for more information on joining the What Now Movement, you can go to our website, thewhatnowmovement.com. Click the contact tab and enter your email. You can also go to the What Now Movement Facebook group and click the join button. All right. Welcome to the October Coffee and Conversation. Can't believe it's October already. We're already starting the fourth quarter. I am your host, Eric Twiggs, President and CEO of the What Now Movement. And today we're going to pose you a question. Hopefully we can answer it and then leave this in a better place. The question is, are your goals small and boring? Are your goals small and boring? Like when you need to get to sleep, if you're suffering from insomnia, do you just look at your goals and does it just knock you out and put you to sleep? We're gonna we're gonna unpack this as we get through the show, uh, but let me go ahead and do a quick introduce introduction of my what now movement partners. Uh, joining me, we have the great. Can Dr. I say one? Can I say one thing? I'm gonna fix this VP of strategy that's up here. I don't know if y'all see this up here. Y'all might thought I had a change in. You know, title, I can't spell, but I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to change this real. So just know, I know that it says VP of strategy. So. Well, see, actually, that, that's a new position we just created, strategy. No, you know, that's, that's right, that's right. I don't even know what that is. But <laughs> Whatever it is, it is, is the man for that. But. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I can't spell. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, they say that the best defense is a good offense, right? Because somebody's right. about to type in that comment section, hey, you, you misspelled strategy. Say it. Say it. I know that it's spelled right now because I looked at Maisha. Maisha just started giggling, so I just know what that means. I know she was looking at it. She's like, he ain't spelled it, but spelled. So I got it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So joining me is Dr. Sharon H. Porter. She is the VP of Media and Communications for the What Now Movement. We also have Maisha B. Hoy, who is everything and all things marketing. You want to talk about marketing? Dr. Maisha, and she has a different name for herself every episode. Anything you want to share about your name this week, Maisha, or this month? No, I've just been um, learning about TikTok and YouTube and how to leverage all that stuff so I can now impart my wisdom to others. So it's all about marketing for me this, this past month. Fantastic. It's all about marketing. And by the way, here's a little hint. If you are an entrepreneur, it should always be all about marketing. But that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, also joining us is the Vice President of Strategy. Oh, good morning, everybody. Appreciate those of, you, those of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all those great places. Now, let me give you the backstory quickly of how we got to this point with the What Now movement. So this started during the pandemic. It was myself, it was Ted Fells and Dr. Sharon H. Porter. We said, you know what? We wanna work together. We wanna get people into conference rooms and 
hotel ballrooms across the country and around the world and share a motivational message, inspirational message, bring speakers. That was our plan. Uh, we, we felt confident about it. But then something called a global pandemic happened. So it forced us to ask the question, what now? And then as we started talking, we noticed this little pattern, right? We noticed this pattern where people in our network were saying, you know what? I have an idea for this venture. I have a big dream. I have a goal that I want to pursue. But you know what? I am going to wait until things get back to normal. And we said, that's the last thing you need to do. In reality, you need to be asking yourself the question, what now? And that's what inspired us to start the What Now movement. So our mission is to help people to pivot whenever they face a struggle or challenge or an obstacle. Don't just stop. You have to pivot. You have to ask yourself the question, what now? So here at the What Now movement, we do master classes. We do business summits. We put out video content and we do coffee and conversation just like this every month with the goal that we, the goal is that we inspire you to pivot. And we've got more tools and resources coming at you in the coming year. So that's our backstory. That's how we got to this point. For more information on the What Now movement, or if you want to join us in the movement, you can go to the whatnowmovement.com website. You can also go to the What Now Movement Facebook group, click the join button, and I promise we will let you in. All right. So now we know the backstory. So let's talk about the fourth quarter and your goals. And first off, I want to congratulate those of you who are exceeding your goals and you're on pace to exceed your goals and you're excited about the goals that you're pursuing. You really feel a passion when you think about your goals. First and foremost, I want to congratulate you. Now, that's been our theme this year. We're talking about goal setting. So it looks like you've been listening. You've been following along. That's great. Uh, but there's a other group that we want to talk to as well, where you aren't hitting your goals. Or maybe you are hitting your goals, but it's like, yeah, you're not excited. You're not motivated. You, you don't feel that passion. So we, we want to talk about this because uh, I think there's there's a danger in setting realistic goals, right? And, and I think the reality is, and I know I work with clients all the time who they set easy, realistic goals because they want to avoid feeling like a failure. So as I want to talk about this. We, we'll toss this this point around here. Ted, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, we, we've talked about this many a time as far as people who set these goals that really don't motivate and inspire them. What, what are your thoughts on that? First, I, I want to congratulate those that, that may not have uh, achieved your goals. Just I want to congratulate you just for for being an entrepreneur, right? Because you just never know. You may think everyone is meeting their goals, but they're not. And sometimes I'm sure that there's people that are thinking, man, I need to I need to do something different. This is not working. So just hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, just know that, we, that we're supporting you there. But as far as goals and goal setting i mean i've always been one to just just say crazy goals right you know, you know just I'm, just always just say crazy goals it just sounds right it just feels better you know to me than saying okay well you know we're gonna we're gonna just do a thousand dollars this year i mean you know you can achieve it and you know feel good that you achieve something but i think you ought to put something out there that's gonna that's gonna stretch you and make you reach towards something and it's not the worst thing in the world that you don't meet your goals in the worst thing in the world, you know, you quit. So you don't make your goals. I mean, you don't need to go put your head in the sand. You know, you got to, man, you got to just, you know, brush yourself off and, 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 and get back at it. So as Eric said, yeah, I think you got to have some goals that, that push you, you know, something that you can reach towards, right? Don't even make it just easy enough just to, you know, anybody can make a shot if you just, you know, you you standing over the basket. Right, <laughs> man. I've been making all man. Look, every time I put this, you know, I'm a hundred percent when I just trash in the trash can. When you stand over the trash can, you should be able to make that. 
back up a little bit on your shot. You know, put some, you know, you know, put a little distance in it. So I, I just believe you should try to try to push yourself, you know, I guess, you know, within reason, whatever that is to you. And then, you know, there's always going to be someone outside that's going to tell you something. Well, oh, that's too far. Why would you? They don't know you. They don't know how much you're going to put into it. They don't know, you know, what drives you, how quickly you're trying to get to a certain place. So, you know, that's something for you. And if you miss it, it's okay. Adjust it. You know, you're going to, you're going to learn. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, great comments. I just think a lot, a lot of times if you have a, the bigger goal will drive bigger actions, right? So let's say if you set a goal for $300,000, right? You're going you're gonna to take $300,000 level actions, but if you set a goal for a million dollars, you're going to take a million dollar actions. And even if you don't hit a million dollars, you come close, did you really lose? I think that those are the types of things we need to think about as we're talking about this. Dr. Sharon, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, for me, I'm thinking if you don't reach a goal, you need to think about, okay, is it for reasons that I can't control or is it for reasons I can't control? So I, I would strategize and, and look at it that way, because a lot of times some things are out of your control and maybe you need to redefine the goal, not necessarily let it go. Um, so I just think a lot goes into not reaching your goals. And we all have been in that space where we didn't reach a goal. Um, but I think what we do after we identify that is really what's important. So first of all, look at what you can control. What changes can you make? Um, what can you do? What can you um, not do? You know, uh, whatever it is, if it's reasons that you can't control, then that's when maybe redefining your goal becomes important. Um, so, it, you know, just for example, if you didn't meet your goal, for example, when we were in the pandemic, um, because we couldn't go out, then you have to redefine it, right? That was the what now part of it. So I think first establishing, can I control the reasons or is it out of my control? So that would be a first step for me. Now, that's great. And you, you hit on a key thing there. I mean, what can you control, right? And there's, there's that saying out there that you have to focus on controlling the controllables. If you, if you can look in the mirror and know that you're controlling the controllables, you're doing, you know, everything that's within your control. It's kind of hard to control a global pandemic. You know, you can't control it, but you can definitely pivot and, and get creative. Uh, Maisha? I love this conversation. Um, I was on a, 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 a podcast the other day and the person said, if you're not scared, you're not going to achieve. And that's why I think that whole, your goal isn't high enough. How are you going to achieve it? I mean, how are you going to go after it? And I love the fact that for me, it, it resonated because I've always had a fear factor in my business. Like the thought of not being profitable, more so than revenues, not being profitable and being able to put food on the table and all that stuff it really stopped me from really, I think, going to that next level. So I've really had a pivoting moment in the last couple of weeks because of this, right? So I believe that you have to be realistic with your goals based off your life. But I do think that striving for the six figures, nine figures, look, now there's more billionaires in the world more than ever. It has to be something that we really take a look at and how do we get there and what do we do? And I love, love, of course, always on the sharing, controlling what we can control. So for me, being scared of being, of not having money and also trying to reach for the stars is something that I got, you know, that controlling what I can control. So that thing has really changed how I looked at my businesses. I'm using more partners than ever to help me get to where I have to go because I have to let go of that. I can, I have to do everything myself. I have to do everything myself, you know? So to me, being scared to achieve is a motivating factor for me for at least trying to achieve my goals. And Maisha, that's actually one of the part of the litmus test. If you don't need others to reach your goal, it's probably too small. And so um, that's definitely, you know, you need others to help reach this goal because it's so big, right? That's the goal. And so that's one of the key litmus tests 
is you need others to help you reach the goal. And I started off like gangbusters. I was like, here's my model. I don't even want to do any work. I just want to hire people <laughs> to do the work for me. But that also, again, trusting your team, right? We talked about that before. So I would hire these people and I'm like, oh, they don't get it. They don't understand what we're trying to accomplish here. And so I pulled back and I could definitely see that my revenue slowed because I was so focused on trying to get it right and not trying to grow and build. So yeah, I definitely have learned that lesson. Uh, definitely learned that lesson. One, one thing I want to I want to touch on, you know, because you know, I know Myesha and you know her her business and what she's doing. You know, when when your business is your livelihood versus it's a your side business that may just be a side hustle or your side hustle that you hope becomes your livelihood, right? It's a different mindset, right? Like when say I gotta keep food on the table and roof over my head and that kind of thing. That means your first goal is I'm gonna keep food in, on the table and a roof over my my head, right? Keep you know, you know kids fed, the dog, you know, the dog, you know, be, you know, have dog food, whatever you gotta do. Like you gotta, like you gotta, you got you have no choice. The thing is, when you have this side business, is how do you kind of get that motivation that you gotta do something when you really don't gotta do something, right? You still got a check coming every two weeks, right? So I just don't feel like doing this today. I don't feel like looking at this today. I'm just taking off for a couple of weeks. Well, you can't do that when you're my Asian, right? <laughs> you can't just a couple of weeks. I'm just gonna take off. No, you got to figure this out. You don't get that goal right. You got to do something. You you always gonna have to make that first goal, which is I have to keep a roof over my head, food on the over the on, you know on the table. So how do you do that on your side thing? If you really want that to become something else that moves up or becomes something or just becomes a revenue stream when when you really when it really doesn't have to happen, that you're not scared if it doesn't happen. How do you how do you get that, you know, that type of drive to get that stirred up inside of you when you know that mm, if it happens, it happens. If I missed a goal, you know, it's okay. You know, if it takes two, three years for this to happen, it's okay. Versus, no, 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 no. I got to pay this mortgage. This has to happen. I have to get this account. If I got to stay up all night, it's a pandemic. Well, that don't stop. I didn't stop my issue. There was a pandemic. One, that's going to be probably a hard time to go find a job. Right. So now, even more, I got to look at this and say, how am I going to take what I got right now, even though I can't go visit people? And that's when all that creativity and all that innovation started to happen at that point. And now, you know, now she's at a different level, you know, post pandemic, you know, still, but post pandemic, she's probably doing things that she was never doing really before. So again, she had no choice. She had no choice. And, and, and to Dr. Sharon's point, you know, that's into why I was so happy to be part of the What Now movement. It's just being part of, just seeing the title, right? It inspires you to what's next? What's now? What's going to happen? How do I pivot? Just looking at what we're trying to do here. So when you invited me to be part of it, I'm like, okay, so now I got to learn how to do podcasts. I got to do videos. I got all that was new to me. I was straight up go to an event, network, get a business card, call the person up, send a proposal, win, lose. That's how it works. So for me, as you talked about, I had to shift. I had to pivot. And I really had to change my goals because I'm like, okay, now I got to be ready for what's next for me now that I'm an influencer. (laughs) (laughs) And the the funny thing about that, Maisha, now, going back to the way we used to do it, it's kind of difficult for me. Uh Okay, it's a conference. I got to dress up. Okay, wait a minute. Wait wait a minute on business cards. And okay, do do I really feel like walking up to people, talking to people? That, that's not how I had to do it the past two years. I figured out another way to do it. Where some people are like, ah, back to the old way. That's how we're going to do it. Well, you know, I, that was, you know, I figured out how to do it without going that way. Right. So, yeah. I was scared. And thank you to the What Now movement. I'm less scared and I'm ready for whatever happens next. Now, the. All great comments. Um, I want to. I do want to go back to what Dr. Sharon said. I think. I think this is tweetable. If you don't need others to help you achieve your goal, it's possible your goal is too small. 
Like if you can just do it on your own and just make it happen. And there's, there's no accident if you look at the people that are just making it happen, like a Damon John or some of these other people that are big time celebrities, what you don't know is they have a team around them. They may be the face of that thing, but they have a team because the goal is so massive that one person can't just go out and make it happen. So I think that that is tweetable. Hopefully somebody is making note of that. We'll put it in the comment section. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is this idea of uh, your goals scaring you and having scary goals. I'm reminded I saw an interview with there's this actress, Helen Hunt, and she just won this Academy Award for this movie, As Good As It Gets. And they said, oh, Helen, you've, you've reached the top. You know, what are your goals in the future? What are you going to do next? And here's what she said. She said, I'm going to do the thing that scares me the most. I'm going to do whatever scares me the most. And so there's something to that thing. There's an inspiration that comes for when you're outside of your comfort zone. But this, this has been a fantastic conversation so far. So we're going to take this a step further. We're going to talk about how we're doing with some of these stretch goals. And I'll start. I'll give you an example. So a year or so ago, right, the 30-minute-hour the podcast, we were hitting about 20,000 downloads. And I set this goal for 40,000. Seems like a stretch. You know, there's really at the time, no evidence to say that I'm going to double the day. We're going to double the downloads. And it seemed like a stretch. And I just kept working, you know, working. Some months we'd have 18. Some months we'd have 22, 23. And so fast forward, the past couple of months, we've been hitting 38,000 downloads on a 30-minute hour. Now, did I really fail? because I didn't hit the $40,000 goal? I don't think so, right? But I think if we had set a goal for, okay, I'm gonna do 23,000 downloads, we may hit 21. So I, I see that this as an example of how the power of setting these bigger goals. So Ted, I'll throw it around to you. I always go after big goals. I just always just set big goals and then, you know, and, and you know, the. One thing that's kind of interesting for me, I got these younger guys uh, that are working for me now, Eric, you know, and I bring them up from time to time and they're like in their early 20s. And I, I like them, man, because they just they're crazy enough to just go with whatever goal I throw out there. Do 200 trillion next year. And they're like, all right. You know, to them, it's like, let's just let's just go. Let's just go. And that's what you said. We believe it. Let's go do it. Right. The other folks that are kind of, you know, been around and got all these, well, you think about the market, you know about our competition. Like they, they, they go into this mindset of what, you know, why you can't, or, you know, it may be things, oh, we don't, you know, that that deal you're going to, we don't have past performance in that. We've never done. And I said, well, when I first started to come in, I didn't have past performance in anything. Right. So I had to create it, I had to make it happen. Right. You know, you go into that, that mindset of, you know, once, you know, once I, you know, got out here, you know, full time and it was my only thing, like Maisha, and it was like, okay, you just got to figure it out. Like, there's no matter what it is, you just got to figure it it out. And, uh, you know, I just look at, you know, just goals and just I'm constantly looking at it. I don't make, you know, just it just con I'm just constantly trying to, to create, innovate, you know, just bottom line, figure it out. You just got, we just got, we just got to figure it out. You just got to figure it out. It all, you know, it's the, your company or whatever starts and ends with you. So you, you got to figure it out. So going back to the podcast, it's your podcast. You wanted to get to a certain number of downloads. You got to figure it out. Others have figured it out. They figured it out, you know, and sometimes, you know, and, and, and not get necessarily, you know, frustrated you know when you see others figure out because i because i'm telling you sometimes i'll sit back and i'll look and i'll see some of my competitors or people that i know and i say ah they want another deal God, <laughs> you know i'm real happy to share i'm, I'm humbled to share that we want a 300 million dollar deal i'm so humbled to our team ah. <laughs> lord we got to figure this out you know, we got to figure this out, right? And, you know, because some people are getting it, right? But then you don't know what's behind others. 
Right. You don't know who they know. You don't know who's connected to them, who's backing them. You just see they're 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 getting it done. So you got to find out your way to get it done. You got to find your way to, to 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 get it done. And, you know, as partners, it may be partners, like you said, Dr. Sharon, it may be, hey, I got to, you know, I got to, you know, get out more, touch more people, call more people, eat me LinkedIn, whatever it is, you got to figure it out. And that, to me, that's the kind of the fun part of it. All right. That's like, it's like, it's like, it's almost like a game that you just can't put down. That's why for me, it's like, okay, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Come on, you guys. And and so those people around you, that team that you have, that's going to be really important. That internal team of folks that are around you that are like, yep, let's do it. Let's figure this out. And those that are, you know, you know, uh, kind of, you know, always are saying we we can't do it or it's too big. You know, I'm not going to say put them out your organization, but you just may not talk to them as much because I'm not <laughs> trying to hear that. I'm not, I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah, again, I mean, I think it goes back to, Ted, just the whole idea of diversity, getting people who maybe they're Gen Z and millennials and, you know, they don't know that you're not supposed to be able to do certain things, you know, and they're crazy. They're crazy enough to take the unrealistic actions. Um, That's why you need that good mix and that that diversity piece. And I think Ted is excellent at that, you know, just surrounding himself with different perspective and viewpoints to get to the goal. I think that's critical. Dr. Sharon? Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I, I, I first want to go back because the whole premise of the stretch goals was really um, captured in Jim Collins' book. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Good right to great. Now, I'm sorry? It was good to great. No, 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 no. It was actually before that. <laughs> built to last. That's what it was. That was It was before good to great. Um, it was built to last. And it was, um, he talked about the big, big, hairy, audacious goals we had. And so, to, and, and this is when I became just enamored with, you know, oh my God, these big goals that you need, that that uh, Ted is saying, he's always been that. And I haven't always been that way, um, trying to, you know, really stretch myself. But reading that book, um, Built to Last, Successful Habits of Visionary Companies. That's what it was. It was Dem Collins and Jerry Poros um, just found it. And so um, when he talked about that, he really talked about how you know um, that your goals are big, hairy, audacious goals, BHAG. It has to for it has to stimulate forward progress, right? You have, it creates momentum. All these things um that it, it doesn't get your juices flowing like you you know you get excited about it and you talked about that are your are your goals boring <laughs> because if they are then they're not big hairy audacious goals and so when i look at that i have to go back to last year when my goal was to get um at least 100 corporate um ad sponsors for the magazine and so i had to think about that because of course you know, when people pay money for advertising, they want to make sure that eyes are on the magazine, right? And so I knew that I had to work on the number of subscriptions. So this goal actually depended upon actually increasing my number of subscriptions. So it was almost two goals, right? And so what I figured is I needed to look at corporate versus um, individuals or small business owners because it just wasn't working the first year and a half. I mean, you get ads, but it will be for like one issue, right? I'm looking for that contract where you want to put it in for the whole year, right? And so you don't really see, at least I didn't really see small business owners or individuals with companies doing that. That's what I needed. Printing of a magazine is expensive. And so ads is what pays for the printing, not the purchase. And people don't understand that because the purchase does nothing. It's pennies, right? It's the advertising that goes in the magazine. Once I shifted that focus and start my big carry audacious goal is going for corporate companies who are willing to sit and look and put an ad in my magazines. I'm talking about universities. I'm talking about companies. I had to think outside of my little narrow box of all the small business owners that I knew, right? Because that was my comfort zone. Going on Facebook groups and try, you know, like that's small potatoes. 
And I had to realize that. So I'm like, I, I want to be with the big boys. I got to start thinking like the big boys. And so that was one of the things that really helped switch my mindset and helped me reach my goal for this year. Um, because I'm still going for it. I have still several corporate deals now. And, and I still haven't reached the goal, my end of year goal, um, because that's, that's to me where the winning comes. I celebrate my quarterly successes, absolutely. Um, but until I started thinking differently, that's when, and you talked about the mindset. We, you know, that's that's what we've been talking about all along. It really starts with the change of mindset. And so once I did that, I was able to make that shift. And so I think I think you know, really understanding where you're playing, who, who you're playing ball with, basically, um, and who you want to play ball with. Um, so a change in mind shift helped me move from one place to the next. Hmm. Yeah, the key is changing that mindset. That's the first place when you make a big change. And that's, that, that's a great example, you know, looking at the bigger companies. And it's easy to get into this thing. Well, oh, I don't know. Are they going to really? But you have to really broaden your mindset yeah. and your perspective. All they can do is say no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. Exactly. If, you don't ask, if you don't ask. If you don't ask. Exactly. The answer is no. Once you get that yes, it makes it easier. You feel more yeah. confident. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. just a switch. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, just in touching on that a little bit, Dr. Chen, you know, with social media, you know, and internet, I mean, you can touch anybody. You can touch anybody. If you said you want to reach out to Oprah, ah, she'll never get this message. Yeah, take a shot. Is there somebody on her team somewhere that you can connect to and get a message out there? You might, you might, you might make that shot. Right. So don't don't box yourself in that, that you know I can't get to certain types of people, certain type of partners. You know, take a shot. You never, you never know. And I just think it's a you know, just it's 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 constantly shooting. I think it's constantly shooting and then you know, come back. Gotta, you know, change up your shot a bit. Don't stop shooting. Right. Keep taking keep taking your, you know, your shots. You don't have anything to to lose. It's funny. I listened to a friend. She was, you know, she's, you know, she'll be talking to different organizations or whatever. Like, you got to hurry and get to the ask. You get to the ask. You sit there talk, you sit there talk to them, explaining all this stuff. What is it that you want? What is it that you what is it that you what did you did you did you want? I get it. But if you sit there and talk to them for an hour. Before you get there, like, what, what do you want? I'd like to know if you, you know, if you'd be as well. Oh, God, I'm glad you asked. No, no, I'm not gonna do it. No, we're not. We're not gonna. No, but I'm glad you asked. But, yeah, I'm glad you. It's funny. It remind, it, it, you know, it remind, you know, it reminds me of a friend of mine years ago. I guess they had like a little nephew or something. He was someplace and he was asking for something. Can I, you know, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? She, she, she's like, well, what, what do you say? He's like, may I have this, please? She said, that's better. No. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Terrible. But, at least he, but he here's the thing. That. Here's the thing. If you don't ask, the answer is always, always no. It's always no. That's tweetable, too. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And before we get to Maisha's perspective as far as her goals, uh, we're going to take a coffee break. Take a, I'm <laughs> taking a I'm taking, a, I'm taking a water in a cup break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that was a great coffee break, man. That was excellent coffee. So now uh, we're going to have Amira Irfan. She's going to talk for the next five minutes or so. And, and I have her on because you can, you know, we're talking about pursuing your goals. One of the things I've seen come back to bite entrepreneurs who are killing their goals is they don't pay, pay attention to the legal aspects of their business. They don't have the right documentation. They don't have the right things in place. So you can have the big, hairy, audacious goal, but if you're not paying attention to the legal aspects, you'll be in big trouble. So with that said, I will turn it over to Amira, who is our sponsor for this week. Thank you guys. Hi everyone. Hey Amira. It's so good to see you guys again. See you. Great seeing you. Hi Amira. Hi, Maisha. Hi, Dr. Sharon. I loved your perspective, by the way, just your whole story and everything. It was so great. I was watching backstage. 
So anyways, guys, my name is Amira. You might have watched um, my podcast episode recently with Eric, Ted, Maisha. If you haven't, definitely go watch it. It's, it has so many great tips uh, with protecting your business legally and just overall uh, just business uh, things that you need to know. And so a little bit about myself before I kind of get into it um, is that I am a business lawyer, blogger, and coach behind aselfcrew.com where I help entrepreneurs legally protect themselves and their businesses by either working with me one-on-one -on -one or just downloading one of my done-for-you legal templates that are super affordable as compared to what other lawyers will charge you. So with that said, I have a gift for you. I would love for you guys to uh, get your hands on my free legal guide to avoid the three common legal mistakes I see entrepreneurs making all the time. Because as Eric said in the very beginning, that legal aspect of your business is super important. And I know this firsthand because if you don't have a strong legal foundation, you don't have a business. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened to my dad when he got sued for $90,000. Um, he was only in his second year of business. And when that massive lawsuit came out of nowhere and he had to like, we lost a lot of time, we lost a lot of money and we, he just had to start all over again. So when I say that legal is the glue that holds your business together, it's literally true. It has happened in my life. It has happened in the lives of so many entrepreneurs that I have helped over the years working as a lawyer for more than 10 years. So I just kind of, that's why like keeping that in mind, I have put together a free legal guide that's going to walk you through if you have an online business it's going to walk you through the three most common legal mistakes that you, that could get you fined by the federal trade commission that could get you audited and that could get you sued with working with your customers clients and whoever else that you're serving in your business so eric will leave the link to that if you would like to grab that legal guide and and i am the kind of person who just doesn't tell you what you need to do, but also gives you the solutions. Because if me just telling you, hey, these are the mistakes and I don't give you the actual solutions, then I'm doing you a disservice. So that's why in that free legal guide, I will also kind of share what you need and how you can go about it and how you can protect yourself and your business. Now, the second thing I would love to share with you is if you have an online business, you have a website, then I'm sure you know that there's some important legal documents that every entrepreneur needs to have in place. But unfortunately, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur myself and just kind of talking to thousands of entrepreneurs over the years, I have seen that these legal documents, creating them becomes a big challenge. It's like a frustrating part of business because people find lawyers to be expensive. It's the truth. And also just kind of putting together the legal documents on your own is not only just time consuming, but it doesn't fully protect you because unless you're a lawyer, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so there are a lot, there's a lot of likelihood of mistakes uh, when you're trying to put these documents together or searching for free legal templates on Google, which is never a great idea. So now I have come up with an easier way to for you guys to get done with all the legal aspects of your business when with, with just a one-time payment and you can download my legal templates to protect yourself from lawsuits like liability issues and more. And so we're talking essential legal documents like website policies, um, LLC operating agreement, if you have an LLC, non-disclosure agreements, co coaching agreements, partnership agreements, privacy policies, terms and conditions, and so many more. Um, so I'm just going to have Eric share the link and then have you guys look at my VIP legal bundle, which not only gives you the six most popular uh, legal templates that entrepreneurs need to safeguard themselves, but also gives you $2,000 in free bonuses. So I, I'm known to over deliver because I'm so passionate, if you can't see already, about helping entrepreneurs. And so I want to make this process to be as positive and as affordable and um, as easy as I, as I can. So you won't believe how affordable the templates are. And they give you the lawyer level protection without having to pay the you know arm and a leg to hire a lawyer. So if you have any questions, I I'm here to answer them. All right. Well, thank you, Amira. Uh, I mean that that was excellent information. We will definitely share both of those links with our followers, so you can get the free legal guide. You can get access to the bundles. But people, please take this very seriously. We, we purposely wanted Amira 
to come on and talk to you because again, it's, you can have these great goals, but you need to protect yourself from a legal perspective and her offerings make it super easy and it's a lot less expensive. It's a great yeah. investment. And you get free lifetime updates. So, you know, laws always change. We had the recent California privacy law that came into effect and not too long ago. And then anyone that had purchased my templates that we automatically updated all of that stuff to comply with the California privacy law for free for all those customers. So that's another beautiful thing about the templates for the one-time investment, you will get free lifetime updates. All also, right. Eric, the links are also on our website, www.thewetnowmovement.com. So you can also go there to see that link, those links, and also learn a little bit more about Amina. Yes. Amira. <laughs> Sounds Man, good, guys. Fantastic. Well, Mira, thank you for taking the time uh, on this coffee break. Um, definitely enjoy the rest of your day. We appreciate you for sharing what you shared. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. I will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. All right. Good stuff. So, Maisha, I just sent you an updated link that's uh, that reads WNM Free Legal Guide. So um, definitely you can share that um, with our followers. And so we were talking about our goals update. And uh, so now, Maisha, it's your turn to tell us kind of how you're applying this specific principle. Okay. So first of all, if you have listened to our podcast, I had a personal goal, which was to lose weight, which who knows what that was going to be like. However, I lost 10 pounds, gained it back, lost it. <laughs> so I lost it, then found it. <laughs> so I hit the goal because I did lose weight. But I think I may have gained it back uh, in May when I caught COVID, but whatever. Um, but I'm still trying every day, trying to do five days a week of exercise. We talk about it a lot. It's my time to actually, when I'm alone and can gather my thoughts. So yes, I'm still at it. And I have 22 more days for my Huntington's homecoming. So I will hit it again. Uh, professionally, I didn't talk about it so much, but one of the things I had to do was stop leaving money on the table. And what that meant for me is, I, like I said, I meet people all the time. I didn't follow through. I didn't send the email. I didn't make a phone call. I didn't do all those things that potentially could lead to revenue or potentially could lead to a network contact or potentially could lead to me hitting my ultimate goal this year, which is a six-figure profit. <laughs> um, so I can honestly say that I've done it twice in the last nine months that we've been together. I'm trying to beat, I'm trying not to beat myself up about it, but I've got to start doing better with that. That is one of my major things. I meet so many people and collect so much information and I'm marketing for other companies that Every time I don't do that follow-up, which we started on um, What Now Moving as well, follow-up Fridays, every time I don't do that, there's money left on the table. So for me, to close out this year and not have any money left on the table will help me accomplish my revenue goals. It will help me accomplish increasing my network because I'm a big believer in the network providing value to you and you providing value to them. Um, so for me, that is my big... I guess you call it hairy goal, <laughs> like that word, the scary, hairy goal. But it's also very important to me for, for my own personal development to recognize that this is something that you do continually and you need to stop because it's not pulling your business further. It's not, it's not even helping me feel better about myself on Saturday mornings when I didn't do what I was supposed to the day before. Um, so hopefully at the end of this year, I will have only those two remaining contracts that I did not get, but I have closed on everything else. At least sent a proposal to every person that I said I was going to send a proposal to. No, that's great. That's great. And it really kind of ties into the next uh, section. And we appreciate you for being transparent, right? Because one of the things that Maisha just demonstrated is this idea of personal ownership. Right. She's like, look, I could do a better job of following through. 
It's not like, oh, you know, it's the economy, you know, we're in a pandemic and oh, that, that's why I didn't hit the goal. I, I think the takeaway from what Maisha just said is you have to look in the mirror first, right? You can, your goals can be big, hairy and audacious, but if you're blaming everybody else, you're still not gonna move forward. And going yeah. back to what Dr. Sharon says, it's controllable. I can yes. control what I do. I can control the output that I put out there. I can control those things. I can't, you know, I'm doing a great job with my proposals. People, I have a great win rate when I do it. I can't control that part if people say no for whatever reason, but I can definitely do my part of that job to, to get that money, to get the to get the win. No, great comments. Thank you for sharing that. So next we're talking about this idea of re, uh, reverse engineering, right? So, so when I when I work with someone, you know, we'll, we'll, the first thing we want to do is establish their goals, the, the big, hairy and audacious goals. And so I'll talk to somebody. OK, what you know, if you fast forward to the future, it's five years from now and you're just celebrating with your business partner saying, yeah, we did it. OK, what did you do? You know, and we agree on what, what's that big, hairy, audacious thing. And, and then from there, we break it down to. Okay, what do we need to do in the next 12 weeks to move us closer? What are our 90-day bigger, big, hairy, audacious goals that we need to be moving towards? And then from there, okay, so now what do I need? Let's, re let's reverse engineer this thing. What do I need to do today that's going to move me in the direction of that big thing? And, and that's why that, that goal is so – I see you, Maisha. Uh, that, that goal is so important that it motivates you because you'll be more likely to take that next step if it's something that you're excited about, right? You have to, it's all about reverse engineering. What are, what are the small steps I can take today that ultimately are gonna get, to, get me to where I wanna be tomorrow? Maisha, what were you gonna say? Um, uh, this is a, an aside. I don't really like the visual of big, hairy, audacious. <laughs> she, she still can't get over that. She can't sleep. She's seeing this oh, looming over her in the bed every day. I'm going to need you to get up if you want to achieve this. Which is probably why they just say BHAG. <laughs> yeah. Even BHAG sounds scary. BHAG. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I, I don't want my goals to be scary. I want my goals to be pretty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. The big, pretty, welcoming goal. That's what you mean. It's smiling. It's happy. Right. I want it's my goals to say, come, you can do this. <laughs> you can, you do, can do this. I you, welcome you. Can, you. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed, what was the question? <laughs> so I'm going to throw it back around. We're talking about reverse engineering, right? Which is when you take, you, you, you know, the big goal. And so now you have to walk it backwards to say, okay, what do I need to do? What are the little things I need to do daily? that are going to move me closer to that big goal. So, so Ted, I'll, I'll throw that around to you. What, what are your, what, what are your experiences? You, you, you just realize you're going to just, you're going to, you're going to let my, my shot at the hot spot and you're going to move it over to me. All right, Ted. All right. Okay. So, so what I, I guess, you know, what I, you know, doing in that is you got to really look at what you're, what you're doing first, right? Cause sometimes it's some basic stuff. And, you know, I've talked about this before, Eric, but you can get into the habit of just doing the same same way right and then you wonder why your results are not different right like I, I i talked to some members of my team and some challenges as far as getting to meet certain goals and i'm like okay look first thing is you got to talk to more people that possibly buy what you're looking to sell right i mean if you're not talking to those people and then you wonder why you're not closing any business because you'll be talking to Really look at what you're what you're doing. Sometimes you gotta stop. I, mean, I think we had, you know, I think we had a discussion uh, recently about, you know, you know, kind of slowing down to speed up, right? Sometimes you have to stop, stop what you're doing, look at what you're doing. Does that make it? Is this gonna be what I need if I keep doing this for the next six months? I'm gonna be back in the same place, saying, "Man, this thing is not moving." Right? Look at what actually look at what you're doing. I'm I'm known to kind of just simplify stuff people may think i oversimplify i just look at it from a real basic standpoint like look at this you know sometimes you can get so much so so analytical to paralysis by analysis somebody just look at the basics okay am i talking i connecting with enough 
people that I need to get to in order to meet my goal, right? Whether it's networking events, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's emails, whether it's talking to whatever the case, like, am I, you know, do I have enough touches? I don't have enough touches, right? You know, to, to try to get to some, you know, to the people I need, then most likely I'm not going to, you know, until you get to that place where a lot of people just have to have, you're, you're so spectacular, whatever your services, goods or whatever, you know, you know, until you like Chick-fil-A or whatever, people, they, they just going to line up, right? You know, they're just going to line up for you. Once you open it up at Chick-fil-A, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm selling chicken sandwiches. I got a Chick-fil-A franchise. I'm good. As soon as that little sign go up, people are going to line up every every day except Sunday. Even on Sundays, they're going to be thinking, I'm going to go back. Can't go to Chick-fil-A and then open on Sunday. Until you get to that place where people are just coming because they know that your stuff is is great and you see your logo and it just yeah, you're gonna have to be thinking of some way to make your you know to to constantly improve in yourself if you're gonna meet those those goals and and just constantly be looking at continuous improvement. Constantly think. I always have the saying of you can never uh, uh, you 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 got to think as if you're never never at that place i'm constantly going to be improving this i'm always going to have competition i'm always going to have you know how do i you know what do i do in order to continuously improve and look at this thing every day and continue to to take my people know ted's always going to be tinkering at the process i'm always going to be tinkering right so sometimes it's the process and then sometimes it's just execution of the process, right? Mm-hmm. It's just some stuff that's just basic stuff that you need to do. And if you you or the people you have around you are not doing it, and you know, it may, it may not be the 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 process, right? What can be people, processes, or technology, right? It's, it's usually it's usually in one of those one of those places, right? People, processes, or technology. If it's a people thing, can you motivate them? If not, you got to have to change them out. It's a process thing and the process not working. You may have to revisit the process and do all, all do think that you always should be finding ways to, you know, kind of improve and become more efficient with the process. And then technology, you know, there's different things out there that can help you to do things, you know, more efficiently than, you know, see if that's something that you want to want to add into it. No, great comments. Great comments. I mean, again, it's all about reverse engineering and you know taking those steps and it bears repeating if you're excited about where you're trying to go yeah you'll be more likely to take those steps uh in the right direction dr sharon yeah you know and before i I reverse engineer my goal it just i don't know why when ted was talking it made me think of the commanders because you know i went for the first time to a commander's game sunday uh, for the very first time not a commander's fan but, and I had to think about the marketing that goes on because their ultimate goal is to put butts in seats, right? That's their ultimate, however way. I was there, of course, it was the Eagles and everywhere that I could look <laughs> was green. Everywhere, Me, my husband and I sitting in the stands and we're just looking, it's just full of green, right? Eagles fan everywhere. <laughs> but also in this Eagle game, you had the HBCU night, you had the pride night, you had the military. So regardless, we know they're the, we're there for football, but that was not, the goal was to get butts and seats. I wasn't there for football. I came for the camaraderie of the HBCU night, right? And so I, it just started making me think, You, it doesn't matter what your purpose is. It's a football game, but you just want to get people there. You want people to buy the ticket, right? And so however, whatever means necessary, you want to get people interested enough to be there, to buy the seat and fill the seat. And so I just got a shout out to their marketing team because that's what they do. Every game is highlighting something. So somebody's going to come support that group or whatever. And so I just think that was great marketing. I don't know why it just made me think of that. But going back to reverse engineering. Can I, can I, say, can I say one thing on that, Dr. Shim? Real quick, it's kind of cool. funny because I, I used to be a season ticket holder and I have this okay. guy that keeps reaching out to me from, from the commanders, right? So to come out here, we're having this event and we want to have you in the suite and, you know, win or lose, it's going to be a good, you know, out. I said, who it win or lose? Like, look, we know we're not that good right now. Right. Right. 
But come on out in the suite so we, to to set, so we can try to help. See, that's what they're thinking. That's it. So you're right. That's it. Mm. That's it. And, and I just think we've got to start thinking like that as entrepreneurs. You know what the end goal is, but the avenue to get there is multiple ways. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got to think about that. That is just, yeah. just Great point. Mind. Sorry to interrupt you. Great point. No, no, no. Absolutely. Mm. So just going back to reverse engineering for me and, and for my goal, what I decided, because at my issue, you hit it, you know, the follow up and the follow through is everything, right? I physically could not do that for what I needed. And so I know I needed to beef up my sales team. Like that's something that I had. So again, all of these, this one goal had me go back and just revamp a lot of different stuff, right? Because I can't physically make these contacts. I can't do it. I have a nine to five. And so going back and building up, which I only had a sales team of two. Now I'm looking at a big sales team, actually getting ready to interview someone else later today where they're getting commission off of the ads that they, so now people are motivated now to make these calls and make, you know what I'm saying? So you have to rethink. And, and that, cause I was like, you know, there's a way, like Ted, you said it, people out there don't figure it out. You got to figure it out. <laughs> people are doing it. So you got to find the way that works for you, that gets you to your goal. And so that was one of the ways that I had to reverse engineer. I said, also, okay, I need more people to make these calls, to follow through once someone is interested in learning more. I physically couldn't do it. And so when I was trying to do it, I would get the emails, but never reach back out because I just physically didn't have the time. And so that's a that was for me an example of how I reverse engineered to reach the goal that I'm trying to reach. Yeah, once again, great example. It's all about reverse engineering. Maisha? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the numbers <laughs> and the metrics. And I'm going to shout out SCORE. Because when I first started, when I first started customer first marketing, I'm like, I'm going to sell 100, 100 marketing plans. Da, 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 da. And I'm, my mentor at the time was like, okay, well, how much is that worth? And I was like, oh, a million dollars. And he's like, show me. <laughs> so... He said, Maisha, let's sit down and go through and score had templates. It has cash flow. It helps you um, plot out your individual service offerings, all that. I'll post a link somewhere, um, post a link on our website. But what it helped me to do is figure that my million dollar goal was not going to happen the way I thought it. Right. It helped me look at how much I could sell the marketing plans for, how many I had to sell to get to the revenue number. So to me, you start off with a number and then realistically back it out, right? Because there's time, there's people, there's, you're working, like Dr. Sharon said, I work nine to five, I don't have all that time for it. So be realistic. So I think really, really understanding your numbers as what the six figure looks like, like some people will, will happen by it on by accident. But if you really think about, okay, Dr. Sharon, I wanna sell a million dollar in ad sales, what does that look like? How many ads is that? How many of it is the front page? All that stuff helps you accomplish your goals. So I want you to know your numbers. I want you to get your, your accounting program so you can see every day the revenues coming in and what you're projected to do. Know all that. Know your numbers. Great point. I mean, people lie, politicians lie, but math never lies. Right? <laughs> The numbers are the numbers. The numbers aren't emotional. You know, if you need to do three a day, you, you're not going to hit the goal if you do less than three a day, whatever your thing is. So I, I think that's a great point. And it's critical to reverse engineering, getting it down to where you know the numbers. And and maybe you need, you may need a coach, somebody outside, a business coach, somebody outside, a marketing coach. You may, maybe you need a Maisha in your life who's all things marketing that can help you to understand the numbers of marketing or whatever goal that you're trying to accomplish. But let me tell you, this has been a fantastic episode of Coffee and Conversation. I know we've helped some people that may have had small and boring goals. Now they know they need to set the, the B, I'll say BHAG to, to keep, uh, stay in good graces with Maisha, I'll say BHAG. I won't say big, hairy and audacious. <laughs> 
but you need the big goals that excite you, uh, that they really uh, motivate you to do the work that's required uh, from day to day. A couple of things I did want to mention um, before we sign off as um, Chantel Powell. She is the founder of Play Pits Deodorant. She recently um, had a fire at her warehouse um, and she's in the, the process of kind of getting things uh, back together on that front. But she's got a link. She is um, in the running to get a special grant. And to get the grant, she needs your vote. And I put the links um, in the What Now Movement group page. Uh, you can vote for her. You click on the link. I uh, will also put it in the comment section for this show. Uh, really quick, Tez, anything else you wanted to share about that specific piece of it? Uh, no, just yeah. Basically, if there's you know ways that you can you know support her, as you mentioned with the link, or prayers. Obviously, I mean that was a you know she you know Chantel Powell's a big uh, uh, partner and friend of WN. Uh, what now? You know what now movement. And, and all of our different uh, platforms. So we, you know, one, we're just glad that, you know, that no one was hurt, right? That was a big thing. But now it's, you know, you, you, when you're dealing with this situation, right? Kind of going back to what we talked about, about a pivot situation, right? Okay, well, you know, what a, a, what a true what now situation. I built this thing up, it's going, it's going great. And next thing you know, this hits me out of nowhere. What do I do, right? I, you know, you, you take a moment to, you know, you're human, right? You take a moment to kind of, you know, be in your feelings about it and, you know, be upset. And then next day, you know, you got to get up and brush yourself off and get keep moving. And one of the things I had a conversation with her this week and I said, you know, your team is going to really look at how you lead in this time. Right. When things like that happen, anything, right? you know, you may not. You're losing your warehouse of fire, but whatever that thing is that you know that impacts your you know your business and what you're doing and you have a team around you you know they have to see you know strength and and you know and again you're human right and i think you can show them you you know that you have been vulnerable at that time too but then they have to see you be able to to brush yourself off and and get things on track and, I, and i'm very confident that she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna get it there to 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 bigger and bigger and stronger uh, as she moves forward. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Now I wanted Ted to talk because Ted has known Chantel for years. Uh, she's been a guest on a thirty-minute hour podcast three times. Um, great person, very inspirational. She was on the summit that we did, the July Business Summit, moving the needle. Um, but definitely, if you could vote for her, the links will be in this in the comments for this episode, and it's also in the What Now Movement group. So please vote, show your support. Um, this will line her up for that special grant. Okay, and don't forget to share the show. And also don't forget to get the What Now Mindset book. We have a collection of authors. You need that mindset. You see the book right there, Dr. Sharon just happens to have. <laughs> uh, make sure you go out and get the What Now Mindset book. It'll help. It'll help you to think right and position you to achieve those or go after those bigger goals. And lastly, don't forget to go to the whatnowmovement.com. You can hit the contact tab, add your email. You can join the movement. You want to go right to Facebook, you can do that too. Guess what? It's titled the What Now Movement. Go to the Facebook group, click the join button. We promise to let you in. Maisha, anything else we need to let the people know? No, Eric, I think you took my job. <laughs> you did an awesome job. Thank you so much. Except for maybe, please subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post all these replays of our podcast as well as the business summit. I just saw it's up there. So if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, we'll hit our goal of at least 100 by the end of the year. Fantastic. All right. That BHAG goal. Okay, that is our time for this month. We will see you again for Coffee and Conversation the first Saturday of November. But until then, have a great one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 30-Minute Hour Podcast. We need your help to grow the show. 
one of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus, that if you take a screenshot of that rating and review and you email it to eric at ericmpwiggs.com, you get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And then lastly, don't forget to share the show. That's right, share the show. Share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message. Again, I thank you for listening. And remember, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So keep growing, keep growing, keep growing.